0: and fasting. Luke chapter 2. Let's go to verse number 10. And the angel said to them, the shepherds out in the field, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Somebody say good news. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day... In the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. God, we thank you for the good news that was spoken those many years ago by the angels to lowly shepherds. It still rings in the air, it still rings in this room, it rings in our hearts and in our ears. A Savior has come. Better news has never been announced, better news has never been given. Now, God, you've assigned something to this message today. you're, You're sending it. You have direction on it, God. And I pray that what you've intended it to do, let that be done. We pray it in Jesus' name. Come on and say amen today. Anybody like good news? I like good news. I love good news. Sure beats bad news, doesn't it? Anybody got any good news just recently in this section over here? Just recently you've gotten good news and you can tell it in a word or two words. A couple words. Nobody got any good news. Richard? That's good news, folks. A bonus from work. Amen. Now, here's how this is going to work right here. We're gonna celebrate the good news along the way. So say it one more time. I got a work bonus. Hey, that's some good news right there. I like it. You might as well rejoice for somebody else's good news while you wait on the good news to arrive for yourself. Amen. How about this section right here? Anybody just recently, you've gotten some good news? Dodie? A sizable bonus. Good news, everybody. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's go over here and see if we got any good news. Joe? Wow, so you had bad news, and then it turned to good news. That's even better. Come on, and let's celebrate the good news today. Awesome we got a few people with good news. Recent good news. Sue? The Lord is giving me favor with some of my clients that would not allow me to speak about God to them. They're open. Praise good news, everybody. Good news. Lori, what's your good news, sis? So God opened a door for employment so he could get you some money so that you could be blessed and bless other people. Good news, everybody. I'm going to get to the balcony in a minute. I I, I I got more. Let me come over here. I know I skipped a few people here, but i got to get to preaching here in a minute. Anybody have recent good news over here? Okay, Yolanda. I got a second part-time job during January 2nd. Wow. In the balcony. You'll have to say it real loud so everybody can hear you. Sandy? Wow. That's great. <laughs> good news, everybody. Let's celebrate the good news today. I think everybody likes good news. A new job. The boss calls and says, You're hired. I remember one of the phone calls that I received that's probably in my top 10 favorite phone calls. It was from Ray Rachels, who at the time served as our district superintendent, and he called and said, Steve, La Palma Christian Center has voted for you to be their senior pastor. And What good news that was, because Karen and I love this place and love the people that call this home. Good news. The doctor calls and says, it's benign. Good news. The lawyer calls and tells you your rich uncle dies and left you $1 million. How many think that's some good news right there? How many would like that kind of a phone call? Not that your rich uncle died. Now let me... But that you got blessed. Wow. Finding out that your wife is expecting a child after maybe years of not being able to conceive or not being able to carry a child. This room is filled with women who have miscarried. What good news that you're going to be okay, you're going to bear a child, you're expecting. Well, good news was given on this night. The, the angels announced the best news that was ever announced. They announced it to humble shepherds, just common, ordinary people, the working class. Isn't it interesting who first received the news, the good news? It didn't come to royalty, did it? It didn't come to the upper echelon of of, of class, of status. It came to dirty, ordinary, hardworking shepherds working the late shift, weren't they? Right? They were working the overnight, the hoot owl shift. You know. And God announced it to them. A Savior is born. In the city of David, the city of David is Bethlehem. This is where David was born. The news, Christ is Lord. Christ is born. You know, when good news comes, it changes things, doesn't it? You get the call that you have the job. A new job puts you on a new path. You'll have to rearrange your daily schedule. Rearrange when you get up and when you come home and what route you take and so on. Changes everything. When we were invited to come to California 13 years ago, everything changed for us. It was good news. The doctor calls and says, no, cancer, when you've been thinking in your mind, I might have cancer, or maybe you did have cancer, but now the good news is you no longer have cancer. You start living a different way. In fact, you start living again. How many have ever been healed of cancer? You used to have cancer, but you don't have cancer anymore. Lift your hand high so we can just thank God for the good news. And Amen. All over this room. All over this room. And so it changes everything. Do you think that God healed you of cancer just for no reason? He gave you a second chance at life. And the good news that came, cancer-free, it changed things for you. An inheritance means you start living on a different level. And hopefully you start giving on a different level. When God gives increase to you, be it by bonus... ...or any other way, you should always ask God, what do you want me to do with this? Not what can I do with it. Ask God what he wants you to do with it. And give part of that back to God. That's how the flow will continue. If God is blessing you with something, he wants you to give it and flow it through you. Amen? The birth of a child drastically changes everything, doesn't it? Your home changes... Your finances change, your marriage changes, everything changes. But it's good news and that's what good good news does. It sets in motion a change. The best news ever given, the best news ever announced brought change. It changed everything for all time. So what did this good news do? What did this good news mean? Jot down a few things today that I believe will be helpful to you. First of all, good news broke fear. The good news that was announced by the angels that day did something so powerful it broke fear. Look at our text. The angel said to them, fear not. Somebody say fear not. not. Now look at your neighbor and tell him fear not. Come on, look at your other neighbor and tell him, fear not. Fear not. Come on, somebody. Speak this in faith to somebody. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Because we're just bombarded with fear. It seems these two words were often spoken by the angels. They said it to Zacharias. An angel said it to Elizabeth. Elizabeth. These words were also spoken to Joseph. An angel told Mary, fear not. Now here they are speaking to the shepherds out in the field. And rightly so, I mean, there are beings appearing in the sky. I think we all might have been a little freaked out by that. And we're familiar with angels, at least the Bible talking of angels and But they were afraid because the flying angels were in town, as Elliot said. Didn't you love Elliot and Mallory as the host of our Christmas production? I'm telling you, it was so it was so good. The flying angels brought fear to the shepherds that day. You know, fear is one of the most powerful weapons the enemy has. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what could be. Fear of darkness. I mean, It starts early, doesn't it? Children are afraid of the dark. Afraid of the boogeyman. These are seeds brought on by the enemy. God did not induce fear and create fear. Fear is of the enemy. The Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Does anybody know what God did give us? He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. That's all opposite of fear. One of the most powerful weapons the enemy has because all he has to do is plant these seeds and then just step back and and we're our worst enemy then. We just fixate on the fear. And we dwell on it. Then we worry. Then we we act out on it. It's one of the most powerful weapons. It's one of his oldest weapons. Fear. You know, fear was the first evidence of the fall of man. Look at this scripture out of Genesis chapter 3. When Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden. Or at least they thought they did. <laughs> How many know you can't hide from God? Yeah. Amen. So the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and what? I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. The very first evidence of the fall of man Was fear. If you struggle with fear today, you're not alone. You're in good company, really. You see, fear has been stalking mankind throughout the centuries. Abraham lied about Sarai, his wife, because of fear. Genesis 12. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt. He said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. You see what fear did right there? We're talking about Abraham. Right. I mean, Abraham's up there at the, you know, he's at the top of the list of godly men, right? Father Abraham, the the father of all nations, here he is grappling with fear, and fear translated to lying. Jacob was afraid of his brother Esau, Genesis 32. Then the messengers returned to Jacob and said, We came to your brother Esau and he also is coming to meet you and he's bringing 400 men with him. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He divided the people that were with him and their flocks and their herds and their camels into two companies. And he said, If Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the other company which is left will escape. Meanwhile, he said... I'm going to be at the back of both companies <laughs> because he was so afraid that it caused him to do something that he wouldn't normally do. Now, he was deceitful and, 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 you know, this is the fruit of some of his actions. Moses was afraid. Another great, great man of faith, a great man of God also battled fear. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1, Moses was afraid of Pharaoh. Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose that they say the Lord has not appeared to you. What do I do then? I'm afraid to go in and speak for you, God. Fear is real. Fear is something that we all will face and that we all will battle from time to time. But it is important, it is imperative that we don't live our life in fear. As sons and daughters of the Most High God, He sent his son Jesus in order to break fear and not just that day breaking the fear off of the shepherds but down through the ages and even on this day today sons and daughters of the most high God when they face fear they've got to conquer fear and let God Almighty break fear (laughs) off of their lives. Don't walk in fear. Don't be a fearful person. We will face fear. We will encounter fear. But the good news is Jesus always breaks fear everywhere jesus went he broke the fear the disciples were afraid in the storm what did jesus do he said peace be still to the storm and he broke the fear over their lives blind bartimaeus feared he would never see again jesus broke the fear and gave sight to the blind man ten leopards feared that they would never see their families again jesus broke the fear healed their bodies and restored them into relationship with their families Mary and Martha feared that they would never see their brother Lazarus again. Jesus steps in, breaks the fear, and tells Lazarus, come forth and live again. Don't walk in fear. Don't live in fear. He didn't give you a spirit of fear. The good news is he breaks fear. And when fear is gone, something replaces it. Yeah. When the fear leaves, God gives peace. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. Somebody say the peace of God. God. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Aren't you thankful today for the peace that comes when fear leaves? You may not know how God's going to do it or when God's going to do it, but you just simply have this peace while you're waiting that I've committed this to God and I know He's going to handle this. The peace comes. Let the peace come as God breaks the fear off of your life today. What else comes when the peace uh, when the when the fear leaves? Peace comes, confidence comes. You have this assurance, this confidence. It it happened for the shepherds. It it says that when the angels had gone, look at verse number 15. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem now and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. They were sore afraid. They were greatly afraid. But the, the fear left them. Peace came and confidence. We have got to go and see what has been spoken to us. How many are battling with fear right now? I want to see your hand. You're battling with fear right now. It could be physical, for physical reasons, it could be for financial reasons. I want you to leave your hand up. I'm going to pray over you in just a moment. This is not the end of the sermon. This is not the end of the service, but I feel God giving an anointing right now that's going to break fear. Hallelujah. It's happening right now. It's already happening. You see, when you respond in faith, God God moves, God sees, God begins to do it. It's already happening. I'm just going to agree that it, it will be completed right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you send every hand that is raised, every man, every woman, every married couple, every single, every student. And I thank you, God, that the good news is... Fear is broken in the name of Jesus. And I pray that today it would be lifted, it would be broken, and that we would not walk in fear. We may encounter fear, but we refuse to walk in it, God. We believe, Lord, that that you are the one who breaks every fetter. And let fear, God, be lifted and broken today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now it's gone. Receive the peace of God into your heart and into your mind. Receive the confidence today that God has got this. God is in control and God is going to see you through. You were saved by faith. Now walk by faith. You were saved by faith and I believe that you can be kept by faith. Don't go by your feelings and how you feel. Your feelings will mess you up. You get up every day and you know that you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. And you walk in that confidence. You walk in that faith every day. And let the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he came as a baby, lived a sinful life, gave his life on the cross, died and rose again, let that good news break the fear in your life and in your home today. Everything changed when the good news was announced. The good news not only broke fear, the good news brought joy. Look at our text here again. He said, the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. One of my favorite songs of this season is Joy to the world. I ask Pastor Moses, please lead us in this today. Joy to the world. Why the joy? Joy because the Savior has been born. Joy because the Scripture has been fulfilled. Joy, Christ is Lord, the Messiah has finally arrived. You know, this world needs joy. (laughs) This world desperately needs joy. When Jesus came, He brought joy to the world. But it doesn't mean that everyone in the world will experience that joy, because the light has come, but there are people who really like to live in darkness. So just because the light has come doesn't mean everybody's going to walk in the light or or step into the light. Some people just like to live in the darkness. That way they think they can get away with everything. Nobody's going to see. Jesus coming, the good news that Jesus came, brought joy to the world. But people have to accept the gift that was given in order to experience the joy. And our world needs joy. Or just working with somebody, or, or you have somebody in your neighborhood, you, you think they could just use a good dose of joy. <laughs> okay. Well, good news. He brought joy. Joy has been brought into the world. And the way that the world can experience the joy is by putting their trust in Christ. As we trust in Christ, He gives us joy. Confessing Christ as your Lord will bring you joy. How many remember when you prayed the sinner's prayer and you accepted Jesus and you asked Him to come in and forgive you of your sins and everything changed for you? I remember that day. I remember that day vividly. And I was so filled with joy. The joy had already been given to the world but I was so stubborn and I was so—I angry, I was mad at God, and I decided I'm not, not going to live in the light. But when I finally just relaxed and, and, and stepped into that light and I accepted Jesus, he gave me joy. And there's a bonus that comes with joy. Anybody like a bonus? Yeah. Richard, you just said you got a bonus. Dodie, you said you got a bonus. Everybody gets a bonus today. You ready for this? When you accept Christ and you get the joy that comes from knowing Christ, you get a bonus. You also get strength. You see, Nehemiah 8 and 10 says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We all get weary from time to time. But the good news of the gospel brings us joy And as we receive the joy, we're strengthened in the journey. Number three, let me me bring this to a close. The good news began evangelism. Something started after the good news was announced. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I remember singing a chorus as a a boy, Jesus loves the little children of the world. He loves all the children of the world. All the children of the world. We love most of the people of the world, don't we? We love some of the people of the world. We have people that are easy to love, And then there's a group of people that we are trying to love. Can I go there? I'm going to go there. Then there's this group of people that we just really don't love. We don't like. I mean, they grate on your nerves. I mean, they found your reserve nerve, and they're working on that one. You know, the one that you thought was tucked away and that only your wife or your husband knew about. Somebody's on that nerve. And you just don't like them. Do you know the good news was given for all the people? Jesus really does love everyone. I mean, you weren't all that, right? I wasn't all that. I was a case. You were a case. I had my issues. I still have my issues that I've got to bring to him. But Jesus loved me. I mean, he loved me just like I I was and still loves me just like I am. He doesn't want to leave me like I am. Still trying to shave some things off of me. Come on, somebody, help me today. Trying to chisel some things, break some things off of me so he can put on me what I still need. But he loves me. The good news, fear's broken, joy is given, and it's not just for you, it's for all the people. You see, everybody needs this Savior, no matter who they are, even the good people. you know there's some folks they just they don't really see the need for Jesus because they're just good people. My uncle was that way, self- made millionaire when millions actually meant something <laughs> you know. Nowadays, you got to be a billionaire to really be all that. But my Uncle Dale, he would tell my father, I, I, I have everything I need, and if I need anything else, I'll buy it. And he'd pull out a wad of... He always had $1,000 on, on his person at all times. That was just Coke money. I'm talking about sodas. <laughs> Don't gasp so loud. Coca-Cola money. Pepsi money. How about that? He just had a wad of cash on him at all times. He'd tell my dad, if I need anything else, I'll go buy it. You know, there's a whole world of people out there like that. They don't even think they need a Savior. They're so lost, they don't even know they're lost. That's a scary place to be. Scary place to be. Jesus loves all. Even those folks need a Savior. They may need the sa- uh, Savior more, more than, than the others who recognize it. You see, just be- by default, they, they are born into a sinful world. And by default, they are born sinners. The Bible's very clear about this. Romans 3.23 tells us all have sinned. All of us fall short. How many say, I, I qualified quite well right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I, you know. They need a savior. They need somebody who will tell them this good news. Jesus came for you. Jesus died for you. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, think about that. Christ died for us. The shepherds were so amazed at what they heard and then they had to go and see it for themselves. The shepherds took action that night. Look at this this passage. Verse 15, So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe, lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child and all those who heard it. All those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. I want you to jot down these four observations as Pastor Moses comes. Four things that I saw right here. Please don't close up yet. We're going we're to tie it up real quick, but I want you to get these four thoughts. I just saw four things from the shepherds right here that I believe will help us today. First of all, the shepherds found Jesus. They'd heard something about him, but just because you hear about it doesn't mean that you're going to find him. They could have said, "Let's call this a night. I, I, I think I I think I drank, I drank too much wine. I don't know. You know, seeing things. This is crazy. I'm, I, let's go home." They could have done a lot of things. They heard, but they responded. To what they heard And they found Jesus Verse number 16 They found Mary and Joseph And the baby They found Jesus, number one Number two They told others about Jesus The shepherds became the first evangelists Of all time Verse number 17 They told others about Jesus. We are to be evangelists today. How will the world know about Jesus? Do we leave it to TV? No. I don't think we should. I think each of us should do our part. Each of us becoming an evangelist. Each of us sharing the good news. Will everyone receive? I don't know. Will everybody believe and marvel? That's up to God. We are simply to be messengers telling people about what we have heard and what we have seen. The third thing that I observed that I want you to jot down, others marveled at what they heard. That's in verse number 18. This suggested to me that they they believed. They marveled at what they heard. I believe there were converts that night as a result of what the the shepherds heard and saw. The shepherds heard it and saw it. And then they told it. And the people they told only heard. And yet they believed. That's how powerful this good news is. They don't have to see and hear. All they did was hear. And God had already put in their mouths what they were to say and anointed their words. So that the other people marveled, the other people believed. You may get laughed out if you tell somebody about Jesus. In fact, if you don't, from time to time, I'm I'm worried about you. You may get cussed out. You might have a door slammed in your face. If you ever did EE, evangelism explosion, I promise you, they had more than one door shut on them. You never know which door you'll knock on or which which ear you will speak to that God has totally prepared and they are ready at that moment for what you will say. And you just have to say what what you've seen, what you've heard. You just have to go, you'll never believe what, what God has done. And everybody in this room has an unbelievable testimony, a powerful testimony. Everybody. You were laying on the side of the road, hit by an automobile, on your bicycle. And here you are today with a smile on your face and the glow of God radiating from you. Wow. You have a testimony. You've had a test. (laughs) And what resulted was a powerful testimony. And right behind you, right behind you is Valine. Who God has healed of cancer. You have a testimony. Come through the test, pass the test. We just have to tell people what Jesus has done. They told other people. Other people marveled. They listened. I believed, some believed. The fourth thing that I observed it says they returned and they glorified. And praise Jesus. Verse number 20. This is our role in life. Is to give all glory to God. All glory to God. None for ourselves. He won't share his glory. We glorify God. And we praise Jesus. I want you to bow your heads today. whom could you tell the good news this Christmas season? Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody's depending on your witness, your testimony. And I believe that even now, God is preparing hearts for those that we might witness to. We might tell the good news So many are filled with fear. The good news will break that fear from them. So many need joy. Jesus gives joy today. So many lost and confused. Let's tell the good news. Let's tell the world the good news. Christ is. The Lord is born. The Savior of the world has come. Do you know even the music playing in the elevator could be preparing their heart? Just joy to the world in the background. And you're traveling in an elevator with somebody you don't even know. may open a doorway for you to say, oh, I really like that song. It's one of my favorite songs of Christmas. And all at once, you've gone through a doorway and you're telling your story of your encounter with the Messiah. Father, I pray for this congregation today. These next days, following up to the day that we recognize and celebrate the birth of Jesus. These next days are critical. For many, many hearts will be open. Even those who are hard-hearted, those who are defiantly against, even those hearts will be tenderized in these next few days. God, give us opportunity. Give us courage. The opportunity is already there. I, I guess I should pray, God, that you would give us courage to recognize the opportunities and to step through these doorways telling the good news. Put the words in our mouths, God. Take all anxiety, all apprehension away from those who this, this, this scares them. Give them confidence today and give them peace. We give you thanks for this. So we pray it in Jesus' name. Come on and stand up on your feet and let's just give God thanks today for the good news. A Savior has come and he brings joy
1: to the world. Hallelujah. worship you, learn of you, so we can be filled up, so we can go out, and give the good news, give the gospel to our friends and our family, Lord. Lord, as Pastor Steve, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is encouraging us, Lord, to have the courage and the opportunity to, to spread your gospel, Lord, this week, we ask you, Lord, that uh, that, that it would be so that people would come to know you in this time in this season, Lord, uh, that have always been wanting and wondering, Lord, that we would have the answer, that we would have the, the right uh, attitude and have the right words. We ask you to bless us, and take us to our homes, Lord, back again at the appropriate times. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen.